This is our third session now with the Reverend Dr. Yukon Chu, who is currently a pastor elder of the Ethnos New Brunswick Church. And him and his family uh, live in Highland Park. Uh, he has two daughters. And also he is the director of the Ethnos Network, which is uh, a resource to churches and uh, different initiatives all over this world that try to encourage uh, believers to form and grow churches with the hopes of serving the community in a holistic way and creating multi-ethnic uh, safe spaces uh, so for people of all backgrounds to explore issues uh, of life in light of Jesus. It's pretty exciting. And so without further ado, here's Pastor Yukon. Hey, Cornerstone. Uh, it's good to be back with you again for this final conversation. Uh, it's been really a privilege just to, to walk with you all uh, in this series, uh, Reach One, Teach One. I hope you've enjoyed the conversations from uh, the last two sessions. Uh, today for this final session, I am really honored, and I hope you feel honored too, that uh, my friend, my brother, my colleague Carl is here. Uh, Carl is one of our uh, pastors in the Ethnos Network uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota, and um, is just a really amazing brother, but really amazing that he's here. This was not planned for, but things worked out. But he's here on a day like today because this, this issue of discipleship and reaching one, teaching one, and specifically the topic of our last session here, how, many, how, do, we, how do we ultimately bring people to Jesus? How do we bring Jesus to people? Like, how, how does this actually finally like work out? Uh, where people get to encounter Jesus through us. Yeah. Um, it's a passion of Carl's. I mean, like, it's not just something he says he's passionate about because he's a pastor, but he's like, this is his thing. Yeah. And so I'm actually really excited uh, that Carl is here uh, to be with us. Carl, um, yeah, tell us about this, man. Yeah. Well, before that, I want to just honor and thank Pastor Jeff and Cornerstone Community Church for having me. I really feel like I'm blessed to be able to share this with you guys, not knowing you. This is just something I believe that the Lord wanted to happen. Mm. And so as we talk about reaching one, mm. teaching one, which is the belief in the gospel mm. in any circumstance. I mean, you hear stories about people picking up testimonial books like The Cross and the Switchblade and starting their own like teen challenges. You hear about missions all across the world and how all of a sudden somebody will pick up a Bible and churches will just spark. <laughs> and you're just like, man, I want that to happen mm. where I'm at. Why is it not happening mm. in my neighborhood, in my city? Is it me or is it is something that's happening? It's actually none of those things. Mm. The first thing that we have to ask is that, that we have to have the Holy Spirit fill us. Amen. Amen. We cannot do this Amen. without the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And and God gives us the Holy Spirit not just to regenerate our souls, mm. but to guide us, to teach us, to comfort us. Mm. And I think one of those things is we led to make disciples. Like this is mm. this is to me mm. the non-negotiable of Christianity. Amen. Wow. This is the non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah. Like we could all be sound people. We could all be administrators, but we all have to make disciples. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Like there's too many people in this world for it to be for us not to. Mm. I watched a video a couple years ago that really sparked to me. Mm. It said if every believer in the world 
mm. made one disciple, mm. we will finish the Great Commission in 37 years. Wow. That's crazy, man. Just one yeah. disciple. Just one disciple. Wow. Every believer in the world. Wow. That's it. That's amazing. All they had to do was make one. One. Wow. So what will we do? So that's where I kind of end and we start talking about, hey, how can you reach just one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill your life with all God wants just to reach one person. Yeah, yeah. So so let's talk about that, Carl. Um, you know, it's interesting because, <laughs> no joke, you know, we we don't plan for this, especially when your pastor is a church planner is walking in the Holy Spirit. But uh, we had an experience Quite literally, yeah. I'm looking at the clock right now, an hour and 15 minutes ago, where we were in a car with somebody who is in need of some, some services and we we're taking him somewhere. And we got in a spiritual conversation. He wasn't doing well. And Carl just straight up asked him, we were going to pray for him. And Carl's like, wait, hold up. Do you actually know what the gospel says? Um, Carl, let's let's walk through that. Yeah. Tell, tell me what was going on in your mind. What happened? Let's, let's walk through that. Moment. Yeah, so... I believe the first of all, just a a, five, a thirty second story of who I am. At age six, my parents were divorced. By uh, by time I was nine, I was drinking alcohol. At age seventeen, I dropped out of high school and I was selling drugs. By twenty six, I've been in jail six times, and by twenty nine, I was closest to making the greatest decision I've ever made in my whole entire life, hmm. and that was commit my life to Jesus. Mm, mm. And so when I saw this person here, uh, when I see people, I use this tool and we call it the three circles. Yeah. The three circles is super simple. Children can do it. We teach it to our children at children's church. Yeah. And they go home talking about, Hey mom, we live in a broken world. Like <laughs> they love this. Yeah. They love this tool. Mm. And so with, with all the joy that I have for the Lord, there's this moment that we have where we ask people, do you know the gospel? Mm. And we always ask people, do they know Jesus? Do they know who God is? But this is a greater story hmm. than any other story that we heard. This is the greatest message that we've ever heard in our whole entire life. Yeah. And why shouldn't we be sharing it to people when they are the most open, when they're broken? Amen. 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 And so it goes like this. God desires and wants to be in a relationship with you. Hmm. But he can't because the world is broken. And because God is holy... He can't be in relationship with broken things. Mm. And so what is the brokenness that keeps us from God? Mm. Sin. Mm. And so what do we have to do mm. to become, become and be, be in a relationship with God? We have to turn away from the broken world mm. and believe mm. in the gospel. Mm. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Paul says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, He's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Mm. And Jesus asked us to be ambassadors. Mm. So God sent down his son to this earth mm. who lived a, who lived a holy life. Mm. And he died on a cross for our sins. Mm. And then he ascended up into heaven. Mm. And he said that we can be ambassadors. Mm. So then what do we do now? We grow as disciples mm. and we go and make more disciples. Mm. Mm. And that's the gospel. Mm. Mm. That's the three circles. That's that's what we share. We usually ask this question, where do you see yourself mm -hmm. in this moment, mm -hmm. in those three circles? Mm -hmm. And like the one we talked to says, I see myself as broken. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what's his next step? He has to do. He has to turn. Yeah. yeah. And believe in the gospel. Yeah. He knows it because he's already heard the next step. Yeah. Yeah. So which is beautiful about the three circles. Yeah. And so I think today, as we talk about reaching one, mm-hmm. how do we share that that story yeah. over and over and over again? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's huge. That's huge, Carl. And, and as we were having this moment, and I want to tell you kind of the second half of what happened too, but. Um, Carl, I'm just curious for you, as you were listening to him, you know, we had lunch with him already, and um, were you sensing the Holy Spirit say something, or were you just like, no, this is just what I have to do? I'm curious. How how do you feel like God was leading you? Sometimes it's clear, sometimes we're doing things because we just know it's the right thing to do. Like, tell me more. Well, this is the thing. I Hmm. think sometimes, uh, me, as as I've learned, I pray with people a lot. Hmm. But the one thing is, is I don't pray with them and give them a tool where they can change their life. Mm, wow. And so if I'm going to pray for somebody that believes that they're living in a broken situation, a broken circumstance, I'm going to give them the gospel first. Yeah. I'm going to ask them, have they ever heard the gospel? Yeah. And I say, do you mind me sharing the gospel with you? Yeah. yeah. And, and I say, it's going to take less than five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then if that five minutes leads into a, an amazing prayer, somebody's life changed because now they heard the gospel. Amen. Amen. Then that that's it. I don't think to me that didn't need really Holy Spirit auctioning. That's, yeah, yeah. that's that should be a natural occurrence of ours. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, Carl. That's good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let me tell you about what happened after that because I think this is something I've learned in my journey of helping walk with people to Jesus and be in. Jesus's presence with people who don't know Jesus. So something I've learned in my journey is um, a lot of times I tell people about Jesus, but I, I don't actually create space where people can just encounter Jesus right. and where I can let Jesus just show up and me get out of the way. You know, sometimes I feel like as Christians, yeah. I feel like the work is on us. And even though we know theoretically, theologically, oh, it's not us, it's God doing the work. I, I don't know, we maybe sometimes leave... Don't leave Jesus a whole lot of space to to um, to meet us and meet people. Yeah. And so, um, based on Matthew 11, where Jesus says, "Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you." Mm. Um, and we know a yoke was put on people to guide and lead them, put on oxen to guide them. You know, I basically go through a pr- a prayer with Christian, non-Christian people, like where I invite them to actually pray this first. And this is what I typically do, and this is what I did with this gentleman uh, today. I say, hey, um, can I just guide you in this prayer where we take a moment to picture Jesus? And I kind of describe really quickly what what it's gonna be. I I tell him, we're gonna picture Jesus. I'm gonna have you picture Jesus in front of you uh, with his hands out, palms up, and he wants to take all the stuff you're going through now, the burden, the brokenness, whatever it is. And so I tell them the picture, you know, we're going to have you do that. And then after you do that, I'm going to invite you to do picture Jesus doing something else. I'm going to invite you to picture Jesus um, taking those burdens, putting him on his side. And then we're going to ask Jesus a question. Hey, Jesus, I give this to you. What do you give me in return? Right? Because Jesus wants to give us something to lead us somewhere. So uh, believe it or not, I, I walk through this exercise and I'm going to give you the notes for this as well. But I do this with Christian, non-Christian alike. And what's really crazy is, um, like, Jesus shows up. Like, mm. actually, like, people will will tell me, uh, because I have them, like, talk back to me, like, okay, so, yeah, what, do you, what did Jesus give you? And, and Muslims, atheists, like, 
different people have heard Jesus give them something or seen a picture of it. And then we just like, okay, like, what is it? What are the implications of that? Yeah. And, um, and so this gentleman, I'll just kind of, kind of give you an example of what we did. So I invited him, close his eyes, had him picture Jesus. And I said this basically, Hey, when you're ready, uh, can you just say, uh, Jesus, I give you, and you fill in the blank. What are the things you're carrying? The brokenness, the burden, whatever. And he said, Jesus, I give you, and he listed out four or five things, right? And I said, okay, keep your eyes closed. I'm going to have you picture now Jesus taking those things. You're going to take a step back and Jesus is going to turn to the, his side and put those things at his feet. Um, that doesn't mean he doesn't care for you, but that just means he's going to take care of it. And now I want you to picture Jesus again still and tell, say to Jesus out loud, Jesus, I give this to you. What do you give me in return? And for the next 30 seconds, we'll listen and see what happens. And again, he got four or five words. It's like Jesus, he heard you say, I give you peace. I give you this. I give you that. I give you that. And um, again, what, what I find really fascinating about this and I think this is goes hand in hand with the power of the gospel as well. What I find so fascinating about it, when we just proclaim the gospel and or when we just like let people live out scripture is like, again, we give space for Jesus just to do his thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to change his life. No, but like, I'm, you know, a lot of times it's prayer. We act like the middleman, which right. is just weird. You know, I just get out of the way and it's pr- kind of crazy. Yeah. What happens? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, of course, though, right, the reality is, as we talk about reach one, teach one, these are those first encounters, right? And you and I know, right, we all know that it's really about that next step, that next moment where they have to come to Jesus, where they have to picture Jesus again, that next step where they have to believe the gospel. Um, Carl, how do you process that, man? And I I feel like today we did some (laughs) things with Lindsay, too. Yeah. That kind, of, kind of process that. Yeah. yeah, so when we talk about reaching one, yeah. like, let's kind of like define that. Yeah, yeah. Like reaching one doesn't mean just sharing the gospel, right? Mm, yep, yep. I mean, are we saying reaching one is just sharing the gospel? Are we saying reaching one is we seeing somebody come into a gospel-centered life? Mm, that's a good distinction, man. Yeah, are we distinction? Because what statistically what we hear all the time as pastors is that we have to share the gospel 25 times. Mm. For one person to respond. Mm. 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 Isn't that wild? That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So so if we are not sharing the gospel 25 times, then wow. we have no option for that one person to be reached. Wow. 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 So we have to share the gospel 25. Because it's like a muscle, right? Mm. We got to share it 25 times. If we ever met an evangelist, they share the gospel at every moment that they can get. I have a friend that was an evangelist. And he shared the, I'm not an evangelist. I, I am an evangelist and I'm not. This yes. guy was a full-time, this is my life call evangelist. And he pulls up to a stoplight and he asked the woman, he says, hey, where are you going to go? And she goes, well, I don't know, heaven or hell. He says, you got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> he tells her she's got a 50-50 chance at the stoplight. At the stoplight. And she says, well, well, I know the way I'm living. I'm going to hell. He said, that, <laughs> this is what she says. And then, and then he said, well, well, wouldn't you want to make a decision today where you got 50% of a better chance? She says, you're probably right. I do need to make a decision today wow. on making a better decision. And I wondered to myself, how many times did he practice saying that? That wasn't a one-time thing. How many times he knew most of the response that he was going to get to reach someone? Wow. So how how often, how hard hmm. 
how dedicated mm. and how how we position our life mm. and the things around us to reach one. Wow. wow. And I think that is the that is the hard part. Yeah. It's like we live in a society where we have seen people come to Christ in such large numbers mm. and, and droves and like now it's really hard mm. to think about sharing the gospel twenty five times. Yeah. 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 No, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And you have to be around people all the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I That's a good word, Carl. We need to think about that one for sure. Yeah. I thought what was interesting at, uh, with this gentleman was we were processing with him. You know, because he was in the middle and he still will be in the middle of some really challenging things. Yeah. But I think you, you emphasize... That second Corinthians verse one more time, a couple more times before yeah. we left, that he was a new creation. Yeah. And you was like, hey, you just need to keep repeating that to yourself. You're a new creation, yeah. new creation. And I feel like, um, yeah, there there are definitely some of those tools. Those yeah. those, those things we need to yeah. keep just keep at it. So we keep yeah. taking those steps. For you, as you think about your own life, as you think about you making disciples, what are what are some of those? Those nuggets of truth yeah. that you, you, you like to drop, you feel like have been helpful. Yeah, so in reaching someone, mm. I think uh, the one thing that we did today, mm. we didn't tell you what we did before with this gentleman. Mm. We ate with him. Mm. We had a good meal with him. Yeah, <laughs> a really good meal. A really good meal. Uh, probably a meal he's never had before. Definitely never had. That, definitely never had before. And that changed a lot in him in that moment. He actually said that out loud. Yeah. He did. He's like, wow, I feel better. Yeah. I feel different after I have had this meal. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. One thing Jesus always did was eat with people. Amen. And so Praise if we're going to share the gospel with people, it should at least be around food. <laughs> and then we will be it. able to share this promise. Like, this promise was not just for that gentleman. This promise is for all of us. Yeah. And that's the one thing I think I love about uh, making disciples is that these are very generic promises mm. that we can all hold on to. Mm. Who doesn't want to start over and be a new creation? Jeez, amen. Amen. Who doesn't want the past to be gone mm. and let everything that comes in your life be new? Amen. Amen. Who doesn't want to say, I am in Christ? Amen. Yeah. 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 I mean, at, once I did that exercise and I told some, I told people when I was doing a Bible study, yeah. I said every day this week, no matter where you're at, just take a moment and say, I am in Christ. Mm. Mm. The the change of attitude yeah. and the things that God did yeah. really, uh, like, I didn't feel like I was a televangelist, but the, I felt like the, the miracle stories that were happening for people saying that yeah. Yeah. changed everything. Yeah. And so when we hold on to promises, uh, I think the world uses it as affirmations. And they think they manifest their own destiny and all these other things. But God has already been telling us to stand on his promises. Yeah. Yeah. And if we repeat these promises and yeah. know these promises, we can hold him accountable too. Amen. These Amen. are his promises. Amen. Not ours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's strong words to say. I mean, I always be like, hey, God, you're not a man that you should lie. Amen. So if you said I'm going to be a new creation because I'm in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Then make me that. Yeah. And you know, you know what that reminds me of, Carl, is um, I was talking to you all earlier uh, in the first message about how a lot of times really living the disciple life isn't just about knowing good content or knowing the right content. We talked about that other thing you, you need to have 
And that's courage. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like when we challenge God or challenge other people to trust in God or just like give the space for Jesus to show up or not show up, like it's gutsy because we're like, uh, what if this doesn't quote unquote work? Yeah. And I think the more you get to experience how Jesus will show up when we just give him the space to, where his truth will reign when we just let it be, uh, the more we get confident the more courage we'll have. Yeah. But it takes courage. It's gutsy. It does. <laughs> it's it takes gutsy. time. It, it takes time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, we don't come like this overnight. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when I think about discipleship and teaching someone this, mm. now here's the other part. Mm. Now you have taught this gentleman mm. that he can be a disciple of Christ. Yeah. yeah. The shift of saying, now he is a laborer in the harvest. Yeah is the shift like now he could share that same story I gave him yep. with someone else. He could share that same one promise. Yeah. And I think that is the thing that changes our hearts. Yeah. Is that we're not sharing something that's separate from anybody else. Yeah. We're sharing something that's together yeah. with a global community Amen. that everyone can stand on these promises. We need to be reminded that that the harvest is not something far off. Mm. The harvest is something very close. Yeah, yeah. And he says there'll be laborers in the harvest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that means that where we're at, UConn has this very special, unique thing about FNLs New Brunswick is the incarnational. He's in the harvest. And he wants to make disciples in the harvest. We'll make more disciples in the harvest. Yeah, so he's yeah. not asking any of his church people to go somewhere else no, 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 to no. make it. He wants no. them to make it right here right. in the harvest. Yeah. And that's where the teach one, the reach one, teach one amen. makes a full, a full recovery of yeah. that word. That's awesome, man. No, yeah. amen, amen. Thanks for that yeah. word, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know, you I, I do love how you very quickly, yes, yeah, said that to this gentleman. And right away, like as part of the three circles, like, hey, yeah, you're, this is your, your commission, your ambassador. Like, this is all part of yeah. the, the story. And um, yeah, I think that's so powerful, right? Because so yeah. many times we, 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 we struggle with consumer Christianity. And part of it is because we have an incomplete gospel. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good, man. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of, as a youth pastor, young adult pastor, and yeah. I talk about reach one, teach one. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that they always ask me, I'm always trying to find out God's will for my life. Uh, mm, mm. Should I marry this person? <laughs> what should I do in my life? All that kind of thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we we continue to have those questions if we've never found how to answer those questions. Yeah, yeah. Right. Some of us still go to church to try to find those answers, like what happens with our life, like how are we how are we going to change our life. And I think this is this is one of the things. What happens? Yeah. If you're in the harvest with your church. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Man. I mean, would it be awesome if Pastor Jeff had a bunch of disciple makers just all of a sudden just changing the community around Cornerstone? I would love that. I haven't even been to Cornerstone yet, so I <laughs> want to visit Cornerstone so that I can see this beautiful expression of, of the harvest. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Well, um, Carl, thanks for this time. Um, any Any final words for Cornerstone? Just encouragements, things you want to leave them with. Cornerstone, this is real life stories. This is not something that's separate from, uh, we don't think that we are some super saints and that you can't do exactly what we do. Yeah. Amen. We all have special calls, but we all have a call 
a great commission call. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says that he's going to be with us Amen. as we do this. So when we were talking to that gentleman, Jesus was with us. Amen. And he says he's going to be with us to the end of the age. So until he returns, he's still going to be with us as we do this. So yeah. I believe that is an encouragement Amen. that no matter who you share the gospel with, Jesus is with you. That's powerful. Man. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Well, Cornerstone Church, uh, thanks so much for this time together. Um, I, I hope we can stay in touch. Uh, you know where where I am just down the road from y'all. Uh, God bless. And we look forward to hearing about what God will do, hearing about the fruit that will come. Thanks so much.